Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hello, friends. We are so excited to be here. I am with the amazing Nathan today, um, and we have just finished our expo weekend, and it has been absolutely insane. We are so pumped and on cloud nine, right? How are you, Nathan? I am good. Thank you, Beck. We are on all, all on cloud nine, sorry, except for Amanda, who's on like cloud nine from expo feels, but is just super, super sick, which is why she isn't joining us today. Um, but yeah, what a weekend, right? Oh, absolutely insane. Um, We've had so much positive feedback. The vibe at the whole event was just incredible. Um, We were on the news, all the feels. It was all happening. It was just so, so epic. Yeah, and like basically like something that obviously – We've been working so hard on right for the last six to twelve months, um, putting it all together, and just like yeah, like stu- like we know as studio owners, like when you gear up to those big events like concert and things like that, you get the adrenaline, and then then you finally get there, and yeah, we don't get this wrong. Like we went through all the feels as well, like you know all the same fears that everybody has around anything that they do in their business, but then to finally get there and have such an epic weekend was just amazing. And we're already starting, like the wheels are already obviously in motion for next year as well. Yes, absolutely. And that's the exciting part is that everyone, you know, attendees as well as vendors were like, right, you are doing this again, aren't you? Um, And, you know, of course, when it was such a huge success, we definitely will be doing it again. Um, And everyone really wants, wants to come back and was super pumped about it. I think a lot of people who didn't come had a lot of FOMO as well, Nate. Oh, so. absolutely. That, that Especially like both days, but those that first day, it just the everything was on so – like the amount of stories that people were putting out there for us because the, the vibe in the room was just so incredible, right? And that's what we sort of wanted to get on today and, and have a bit of a chat about, a bit of a, a wrap-up on Expo, but also the business learnings that we've sort of taken from it and – I guess a lot of reinforcement from what what we talk to our like you guys on the podcast and our tribe members and our studio growth club members about running successful businesses, right? Yeah, totally. And so the first one we wanted to talk to you guys about was that vibe, that feel, and how we created that. Because um, one of the amazing instructors, Joe Bolden, came up to me and she said, "You know, Beck." It's not the things that have made this amazing. And we had some pretty cool stuff. Like we had some really cool photo booths. We had, you know, lots of great things around for everyone to do. Yeah, big shimmer walls. Um, You know, lots of vendors, obviously, which was super amazing. But she said, it's not the things that make this amazing. It's the vibe. It's the feel. And I think we created that with our staff and with the way that we ran the day. And the fact that we were always around chatting to people, Amanda, Nathan, and I did not stop talking to people the whole time. We didn't stick ourselves in a room and wait there the whole time. We didn't, you know, hide behind closed doors. We were constantly in and around making sure everything and everyone was happy. And that was pretty much our job for the whole day. Yeah, absolutely. But that made a huge difference. Yeah. And that's like, it's something that we're always talking with you guys, with our studio owners about is to make sure that. You know, you, we are the leaders. We are small business owners, right? We're not CEOs of, you know, 
mega multinational corporations or anything. Like we're small business owners and successful small business owners, but a big part of what we create is adding that human touch to everything. Like I know in my talk, I was talking about ChatGPT and AI and things like that. But a big, like I prefaced the whole the whole talk with talking about we're still small businesses, we still need that human touch, and getting out and talking to people is what is what the three of us enjoy doing as well. We want to make sure that the events are successful as possible, so we did need to be out there chatting with people, smiling, like making conversations, connecting with people, because what a big part of what any business is about is about making those connections, right? Totally, totally, and. You know, just little game changes as well was like just having someone on each room um, and making sure that person was in charge of that room and making those people feel welcome. So we actually had critical paths where we had kids from the Dance Apprentice who were amazing or heads of rooms and their critical path was to invite people in and say welcome to the room or to say thank you to people as they left. Now that might seem really small, but that's a big thing. People love that feel, that that welcoming feeling the whole time and the same in the vendor room. We had Tim in the vendor room um, and he was in there just making sure that everyone was okay in the vendor room, that things were working. I'm sure there were things that went wrong with different vendors that we didn't even know about, Nath, because he was there solving the problems. And, you know, at your concert or whatever it might be, you need to make sure you've got people in all those different rooms and all those different things who can do that and solve the problems. Yeah, and I think just just backing up a bit, Beck, because I know we talk about critical paths so often with our Tribe Member Mm -hmm. Studio Growth club members for those that are listening that might not know what you're talking about with critical paths beth beck beth gosh my goodness gracious me it has been a long weekend right beck (laughs) especially um took charge of making sure she talked about all of those room leaders she talked about all of those dance apprentice students they didn't just magically rock up at expo and just go okay i know exactly what to do every single second of the time i'm here like that was all planned yeah like the what is it, poor planning prevents poor performance, things like that. Like at an event that size and that scale, which, you know, our concerts are, are events that are that sort of size and scale, the more that you leave to chance, the more that you um, leave it open for things going wrong. So every one of those room leaders, every one of those dance apprentice students had written down for the whole two days what they were meant to be doing when. And that's, yeah. that's like it's one, of the key, yeah, it's one of the key reasons that the event was such a success, right? because of that planning that goes into it. Yeah. And I know that um, our tribe and Studio Growth Club members who've taken that on board have said that their concerts have run so smoothly and easily and there's been no stress. Stress only comes with lack of preparation. If you've got preparation, there's no stress. And I don't know if you felt like that at Expo, but I certainly did, Nate. There really was not much stress. Like. No. You know, there was a lot of stress before it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. There was a lot of stress before it and there was a lot of preparation before it and us making sure and thinking what if this happens and what if that and, you know, trying to make sure that all of those things were accounted for. But then when we got there, it all ran smoothly. And one of the vendors said to me, Nath, um, at the end of it, oh, I'm sure there were things that we didn't know about behind the scenes that went really wrong. But for us as vendors, it all seemed seamless. And I was like, Actually, it was pretty seamless. Like I feel like actually there wasn't that many things. And if there was something that went a little bit amiss, because everything else was ticked, it was super easy for us to deal with it straight away. It actually didn't become a big problem because there were plenty of us available, you know, you, Nate, um, Amanda and I, who were available to to go and do what needed to get done. Yeah, absolutely. And there was, you know, one thing we... Um one of the rooms, the, the room leaders that second day, um, sort of last minute, somebody, I can't even remember what happened, but we needed to substitute somebody in. And it just wasn't an issue 
in the slightest because that critical path for business room three was set, it was done. So the amazing Monique, um, one of our former teachers at DS, stepped straight in. Um, I think Josie helped her as well, but they just stepped straight in. Bam, it was done. Like it just wasn't an issue. A key staff member being down could sometimes be a big potential issue, but because all that planning had gone into it, it was just seamless, not an issue at all. And then also, also sorry, you No, I was going to say we did a lot of training with those people as well. So the dance apprentice kids, they all came on a Zoom and we did some really great training on what their expectations were for the day, how we wanted them to answer people if they asked questions, all that sort of stuff. So that was really big. Same with our room leaders. We had a Zoom with them, you know, just saying what their expectations were, right down to exactly what we expected them to wear, exactly how we wanted them to greet people. And we forget about that sometimes in our business. That is so important that those expectations are on your staff and that they understand what they need to do because when they do, they're fine. It's only when we don't tell them that they're going to do what they want to do and then we get cranky because they're doing not what we want them to do. Yeah, like people aren't mind readers and they're like over like 99.9% of our staff at all times are going to want to be doing the right thing to help us. But sometimes we don't always give them the tools to be able to do that. Um, and, and people, like when staff a lot of the time don't do things, it's not because they're lazy or don't want to do it. It's because they don't want to let us down. They don't want to like cost our business money or things like that. So giving them the tools and the permissions to do those things is just so, so important. And you sort of mentioned that with, um, I think it was um, a couple of, um, people that were looking, I think, to work with for Expo next year or something, um, turned up, you know, to register at like a time when there was not a lot of people around, and they were feeling a little bit sort of because they're not from the dance world, um, they were feeling a little bit sort of unsure and like a little bit nervous walking in, but because we had everything in place and people there to greet them in the right places, they just automatically felt at ease, and that's something that we always talk about in our studios, right? Totally. I think we forget about that first customer experience and how awkward it could be. Um, and, you know, be it at an event or be it at your studio, we want them to feel comfortable and we want them to know what's happening and going on. And as we've said, even if you don't have a front desk person, say that to them in the text or the email. Hey, um, you know, your teacher will probably be in there teaching, but just come into the waiting room or come into wherever, whatever it is. Um, have us take a seat and they'll be with you as soon as possible. Letting them know that is is equally as good. But, you know, if you have got someone who can greet and meet them, make sure that they're there to make them feel comfortable and safe. And Amanda talks about this all the time, like it's a party at your house, show them around, you know, introduce them to people, do all of those things. But yeah, I feel like that's a game changer anywhere is for people to feel less awkward. Yeah, for sure. And then just circling back also to something you just mentioned about how incredible Tim was um, working the vendor room. And that's sort of something we always talk about with studio owners as well in having the right people in the right positions. Um, now, we, we were out in the front doing doing what we needed to be doing. Um, and even before the event, Tim working with those vendors in the whole logistics thing, because that's his background. Um, for those that, you know, you might not have met Tim, a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, but I'm sure if you told Tim two years ago, Beck, that he'd be wearing a pink shirt running around um, a dance teacher expo, um, being in charge of logistics there, he probably would have laughed in your face. Um, but he turned up and like I said, we didn't try and shoehorn some random into a position that they didn't have the, the skills to do. We luckily we obviously had Tim being your partner, but his role was just so vital and he fitted perfectly into it. And that's sometimes a mistake we see studio owners making is that they uh, they try to give that awesome teacher, oh, I'll just try and fill their hours with admin time. 
and that can like sometimes blow up in their faces, right? Yeah, totally. And um, I think that, you know, it's interesting, Nath, because we did realise the other things that Tim had that you and I probably don't have, which is a lot of patience listening to people. And it's not that we don't have patience, but you and I are very busy. Yep. And so, you know, it's always the quick version of things. Whereas Tim loves to take the time with people. He loves to listen. He loves a chat. And that was the perfect person for that job because he had the time to do that and to make people feel heard and listened to. And I think that's something important about having on your front desk for sure. is someone who's going to listen to those parents, who's going to really take their time with them and make them feel super special. And you're right, you've got to find those right personalities and not just chuck anyone into that role because that never works. No, no, absolutely not. What else did we learn from Expo Beck, what did you guys, what did you and Amanda talk about in your sessions there? Um, so Amanda and I did two different sessions. Um, the one that I really loved was the one with three of our studio owners um, who got up and talked a lot about where they've grown and what they've done. And there were some really great takeaways from that. Um, and one of the big takeaways that I really loved was being consistent. And, you know, Candice is one of our studio owners and she she hit real rock bottom um, before she started Studio Growth Club to the point where she wanted to sell her studio. And Nath, you weren't there, but she actually got up and said that she wouldn't have a studio if it wasn't for Studio Growth Club today. And she was crying at the time, which was really beautiful. But what what I loved about her talk was uh, she started it off and she was like, you know, and, and all this stuff's happened and I had three kids and then this happened and then that happened and there was excuse, excuse, excuse. And then but this year I just said, right, I've got to, I've got to do the things and I've got to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. And I said to everyone, look, what I love about what you've said is, Candice, how many kids do you have now? And she's like three and everyone laughed. It's like you, you can keep making up the excuses of, oh, I've got this happening or that happening, but there's always going to be stuff to make excuses on. Yep. But if you actually just start doing the things, now all Candice has done is she started doing the things. That's it. She started putting the stuff in place. She's being consistent about it. And now she's, you know, growing really rapidly and and having great success. And and that's it. Like in life, doesn't matter what you do, if you just start doing it consistently, it's going to work, right? Yeah. And that yeah, again, like circling it back to Expo, like that's what we did with Expo. We just kept chipping away, chipping away, you know, from the start of like, yeah, when we planted the seed for the event to what it was on the weekend was obviously like so, so far apart. And you could look at that and get overwhelmed by it. Or you can just start doing like it's there's a great book called Fix This Next by Mike Michalowicz. And it's just all about like if you try and look down the path at your end goal, then it's big and scary, right? But if you just yeah. think, all right, what's next? And just keep taking those little incremental steps and staying consistent, then yeah, the growth that you can have is just amazing. Totally, totally. Yeah, I know that one of the things that people got out of Expo was that connection with each other. And oh that's you know, another thing that got brought up in that session, but connecting with other people, Amanda and I got up in the beginning address. And one of the things that we wanted to say to everyone, and we did say to everyone before the whole event started was to be brave, to step outside your comfort zone, to talk to the person next to you and meet them, because you never know, they might become your best friend and your biggest asset and you know, all the things. And we know that that really happened and that people felt safe in the space to be able to do that. And that was, that's life-changing for everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you sort of talked about with like, yeah, um, at the start of the podcast, you're talking about what Joe said about like the feeling and the vibe 
of the event. Mm. And that only happens when the incredible attendees that were there turn around and talk to the person next to them and, yeah. and make those connections. Like I was chatting, um, I saw Eden from Copper City who uh, come all the way down from Cobar and brought some of her team down um, from Western New South Wales. Um, I saw that she had some issues getting back, um, flight delayed flights and all sorts of um, drama. So I just reached out to check in how she was and she was just saying how incredible the whole weekend was and how being at Expo, they'd made connections with other studios from their very large region and they'd already started setting up and talking about like inter-studio events, like combined PD training for their teachers, combined events with the, both their studios and their students making connections. And, and that's, what, that's what we're all about, right? That's what everything we want to do is geared towards. Absolutely. There's enough kids to go around. We should all be working together with each other and the more we work together the bigger our industry will come and the bigger that we will all grow. And that's, you know, that's just such an amazing, amazing story. And I know um, Michelle Hine from Legs in Canberra said that she was just so excited to have an opportunity for her teachers and for herself to feel revitalised. She said it's always about the kids. Yep. And, you know, this is the first time that she feels that it was an event for her and for her staff and that they can actually come back and be inspired and be excited. And, you know, you need that in your life, probably not just once a year, but I think you need that stuff in your life consistently where you have like-minded people around you building you up and helping you to move forward with your business and, you know, with all of the things and and to be able to keep growing in that in that sense. Yeah, so, yeah, that whole the, the notion or the, the metaphor of on the plane, put your own life, put your own mask on first yeah, before helping others. And that's like so vital that, yeah, we do get, and yeah, everybody's in this industry and everybody's a dancer owner because they're passionate about sharing their love of dance with the next generation of dancers. And we totally get that. But if you're not looking after yourself, like your own well-being, we talk about that a lot, um, filling your cup with everything in your life, like your mental health, your overall health, um, everything like that, but especially your own professional development. If you're not looking after your own professional development and helping yourself stay current and connected in, in how to make your business better, um, then it's, it's going to start to stagnate your, your studio and your business a little bit, right? Yeah, and it, it make you resentful of it as well. And, you know, you need to, one of the things that Amanda and I said in our session was think of the top three people around surrounding you. Are they lifting you up and helping you or are they bringing you down? And, you know, like me being my typical self, they said if they're bringing <laughs> you down, F them out of your life, like get them out. You know, I was quite aggressive about it, but I just think like you need to have those people surrounding you who are building you up, who are helping you to be the best version of yourself as a business owner and a person that you possibly can be. Um, and I think trying to surround yourself with those people is an absolute game changer. I'm a perfect example of that. You know, I was really at rock bottom. Nathan, Amanda really came into my life and and I'm so grateful to them. I said to them on the weekend, they've they've changed my life, you know, and oh. I think us being friends has, has changed both of our lives probably because it's it's such a game changer to have those people who are like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's push forward and give stuff a go and, you yeah. know, go for it. And step outside your comfort zone a little bit. Like, oh yeah, I was just thinking back again to that, you know, we first connected in a in a business um, at a business seminar. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was a much smaller business seminar, but it was like a, an intimate yeah. event. Um, sort of twelve to fifteen people in the room, um, and yeah, 
we were nervous at the time. Like we're going back eight or nine years. Like Amanda and I, like I was still a, a full time school teacher at the time. Um, Amanda made me take take two sick days off work. Um, so I had to hide from social media, but don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like I came up to to help her out. Um, and yeah, you know, if I had if we hadn't have walked into that room, if we'd have freaked out and opted out, and like our life trajectory would have been completely different, right? And it's it's all about putting yourself in rooms. Like I know Jill talks about that with you guys, like putting yourself in rooms with people, like you said, that can change your future. And you're much more likely to find that at an event like Expo, right? Because everybody in that room, from every single attendee, as a studio owner or a dance teacher or a business that serves the dance studio industry is all about helping the next generation of dancers. Yeah. They might yeah. be they might be doing it through their software company or through their their costume company or something like that, but everybody in that building, right, on the weekend has the same goals. You're going to find like-minded people that you connect with. Yeah, exactly. And like just talking about the costume companies and the software companies, how epic was that? For people, for studio owners and teachers to be able to walk through that room which was huge for those of you who weren't there and actually find out about so many different companies and things that they could possibly get to help them with their studio. It was yep. it was amazing. And things that even I didn't know existed, Nath, were in there, you know. And it's like it's so cool to see that stuff and to be able to offer studio owners extra revenue streams and extra ways to make money in their business because there is so much of that um, there that we just don't realise is actually out there. Yes, like like yeah, like our friends at Shimmer and Shine Makeup Beck. Um, <laughs> that was one thing that we were both super proud of over the weekend. Um, yeah. our daughters have created their own little business, um, sell, selling makeup, and they were they were a vendor um, at the expo, which I'm sure they came around. I think Gigi was always set the task to walk around and just hand people flyers. You may have seen her there, but that was the sort of thing we were just chatting about before. Um, their sort of like lack of fear around things that sometimes as adults we struggle with and like they had like ridiculous success I think because they weren't scared just to go out and just and do things insane so I think they got the most leads out of any vendor there and every vendor was actually talking about them um because exactly right Nath they weren't scared to sell they weren't scared to tell people about their product they weren't scared to walk around and say to people have you QR coded and and opted your interest in yet because you know, they had no fear, but they absolutely crushed it on the weekend. Um, and yeah, we are super proud of them. But, you know, it's that whole thing. I, I talked about this in the session with Amanda as well, Nathan. We talked about it was just being brave, yep. you know, and letting go of those fears. And what are we scared of? Like those of you listening out there, you're scared of judgment. That's pretty much what you're scared of. And if, if you can let that go or at least talk yourself around, you know, that and then just go for it. Um, you can really, really make moves and change. And sometimes we're scared of, to put our dance schools out there. Yep. You know, we're scared to put that ad out there or we're scared to put that photo out there. And Mandra and I talked a lot about not being scared to put a not perfect picture out there because perfect pictures often aren't what clients want. It's what your peers want. That's what you want to show other studio owners and teachers that you have at your dance studio, but they're not going to opt into your dance studio. They're not going to come along and do class. So, being brave to put yourself out there um, is really, really important. And it's a great way to push your business forward. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, we could have sat there when we first started talking about that and talking about Expo. I'm like, well, that's a bit scary. Like, what if no one turns up back? Like, should we? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, you know, 
Because like I said, that's, yeah, that is one of the fears we had, right? Like what if we put all this time, effort, energy and money into this event and nobody turns up? Nate, like, I had that fear at 7.45am <laughs> on Saturday morning. I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever been so nervous for something in my whole life. Yep. And, um, you know, as soon as people started coming in, I was like, yep, thank goodness. But you're right. It's We we were brave to put this event together. You know, this was, this was a big financial step, a big everything step. And you do have to be brave to make big decisions and do stuff like that. It's, yeah. you and we're not, yeah, and obviously we're not talking about all the level that we had to go to for Expo, but like what does that look like in your business? Like do you hmm. need to be brave in just investing that $500 in that little bit of extra advertising? Do yeah. you have to be brave in like committing to that to a staff member that you're like you're pretty sure you can afford but like it's just that little bit of an extra stretch? Or is it just, yeah, like you said, brave in putting your content out there? you haven't been comfortable with in the past but like um yeah you've got to be you've got to step outside of your comfort zone to really make really make big changes and big growth yeah totally and and you know that's how you've got to live life and you know what the thing is you've got to also not be scared to fail because at the end of the day you probably will fail a few times in different things and that sometimes is the best because you learn the most from that stuff. So, you know, you've got to say, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I'll lose some money or this will happen or whatever it might be and then get over that and then push forward anyway. And then if you do end up failing, reevaluate, look at why, yeah. you know, assess it and go, okay, and then try again. One of the things that Lee, our keynote speaker said was that he sees lots and lots of people get really gung-ho with something and then it doesn't quite work out how they want it and so they don't have the staying power to keep trying. And, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, you've got to keep trying. You know, people don't know this probably. I don't even know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but before I started Dance Principles United and Dance Cirque, I started, I think, about 12 businesses. It was a yeah. joke within my school, Nathan, <laughs> that my staff would go, oh, what business is starting this month, Beck? Like it was a joke. But I knew something was out there for me. I knew yeah. something bigger was there. I just had to find out what it was. But And I just kept trying. And I think that's the thing. You know, you've got to keep pushing and keep trying. Yeah, and that's in our world of instant gratification. Like we like, we'll put something out there. Like, you know, you might put a piece of content out there and think, oh, but I haven't got you know, 2,000 views yet. So that means it's a, it's a giant failure. Um, every A lot of people know in the uh, in our tribe and in podcast land that I'm a massive Gary V fanboy. And, you know, he put up a, a screenshot the other day of, you know, he, this is a guy with millions of followers across all platforms, um, gets paid, you know, six figures, well over $100,000 to do speaking events, motivationals, but like all that sort of stuff. Runs multi... Um, multi-million, hundred million dollar companies all over the world. And he put a screenshot up of his, he started this thing called Wine TV or Wine Library TV years and years ago, just like when the internet was first starting. And he put up a screenshot of one of his videos that had like 26 views or something. And he's like, how far into my journey or of Wine Library TV do you reckon this was? And it was like two years in. He'd been doing it for two years he knew he was onto something. He had enough confidence in his own ability to keep going. Even though twenty only 26 people were watching, he's like, I'm confident enough and I've got, like, it was just a little side thing, but he kept pushing and then one day it just, he hit that sweet spot and it blew up. But if he had stopped at that because of fear or, like, people might be judging me because it's not getting that much traction, then, you know, his life would have been completely different, right? 
It's all about the consistency. And, you know, we talk about that so much to our members with marketing, like you've got to be consistent. And when I talk about to you guys that I've gone from 30 to 300 preschoolers, that was not an overnight thing. That was not, oh, suddenly Beck's got it with marketing and, you know, she's suddenly done this great campaign and suddenly her school's full. It's consistently for three, three and a half years, I think it was, you know, every single day marketing, I was at every event. I'm at every shopping center in the school holidays. It's a, it's, it's a commitment and it's keeping that consistency. It's not doing one ad and then hope, and then suddenly people flood into your doors and constantly also working on those systems so that we weren't losing people, you know, through the holes of enrollment that can happen. There's, there's so much that goes into it, but um, we wanted to talk to you guys about what we're doing um for new people um yeah. this month our boot camp nights should we talk about that a little bit great segue Beck. great segue um but <laughs> that was <laughs> one thing like that we all talked about at the end of our our talks on the weekend um is that we've got studio growth boot camp coming up in the month of may and it's something we're super super excited about we talked with a lot of people i know i had a lot of um people asking like what else we did after the, um, my chat GPT um, talk at Expo. And it's something where, where we know that coming up to the second half of the year is such a massive opportunity for people to um, to grow their studios. To, to be honest, at, at DS, it was always our biggest enrollment push of the year was coming into that second half of the year. So we want to help studios get set up for success in that second half of the year and give everybody access to a free month of us and the training, the type of training that you get within um, our coaching groups. Yeah, and we're super excited. We're going to be doing it inside our tribe. Um, so all our tribe members are super pumped for it as well. Um, but we'll just talk you guys through it very quickly. So week one, we're going to be doing a marketing audit with you guys um, and just letting, really getting you to look at your marketing in your socials, your website, everything, just with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, and does um, it align with your goals? That's something that we always come up with, right? You always talk about on the podcast, Beck, I know. But like, you know, do, if your goal is to get preschoolers, making sure your marketing and socials matches that. If your goal is to get those, you know, eight to 10-year-olds, it's got to match that. But your, your marketing has to match your goals. Yeah, totally. Um, as well as your values, right? Yes, like, you know, we're going to so. talk a lot about that stuff as well. Um, week two, Facebook ads. I'll leave you to that, Nath, because that's your expertise. No, that's just like like I said, everybody knows that they need to do it. Um, Facebook ads manager is a massive, like it's just a gargantuan thing that scares people off. So we're just trying to, to help people set up that first First little um, set of Facebook ads. Facebook ads is something that's ever changing. It's something that I myself, um, like I'm in my own business coaching group specifically on Facebook ads. It's something that you've just got to always be brushing up on your skills and constantly learning. So it's just talking about um, and going through how to set up a nice little simple, effective Facebook ad campaign for your dance studio. And Nath is really good at explaining that stuff so that it's not super tricky for you to understand. He's really, really good um, at helping you guys with how to understand that. And that's going to be super practical. You guys are going to actually get the tools to be able to set it up for yourselves. We're all about giving everyone practical stuff. Next one, grow your enrollment. So it's just, you know, here's our top ideas and top ways that you guys can actually grow your enrollments in this at this time um, and giving you some really simple strategies to be able to do that, that we know work, right? Like we've seen so many of our studio members get those to work now. Yep. Um, so we know that's going to be absolutely awesome. And then the last one is make Just, it last. Exactly, you know? because we know. Yeah, we know it's so important that once you get those enrollments in, there's no point getting 20 new students 
if 21 students drop out. Yeah, we know, and that if you get those, you know, you get those twenty enrolments if they only last two weeks. So we're big about onboarding and retention strategies, which is what we sort of talk about in that fourth week to make sure that all the the time, effort, energy, and money that you've put in is going to help keeping that that flywheel turning or that that snowball growing as it, as it rolls down the hill. Totally. So we're so pumped about this. The last thing that you guys get is a one on one with Nath, Amanda, or I. Um, and that's specifically for you to actually talk about your studio, your goals, and for us to really set you in the right direction. Now, I'm not joking. All of this is completely free. Um, we really wanted to give back to everyone. And you guys know my story that, you know, I was at rock bottom and I needed stuff like this to get me through. And we really want to commit to getting other people through that stuff. So, yeah, how do they sign up, Nath, if they want to? We had so many sign up from... Yep. Oh, it's going to be epic. All you got to do is head to danceprinciplesunited.com. Um, that's on the Studio Growth Club page at the moment. There's a form to fill in down the bottom. Fill it in and you're done. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. So if you're on your phone from here, you can just click through um, and away you go. But yeah, we're so excited to um, connect with so many more um, and new people um, into the world of Dance Principles United. Totally. Now it's all online. Um, yep. And it's an hour a week. So it's yes. not like, you know, this isn't going to be 10 hours a week and you're going to have to commit. It's an hour a week. It's online um, and it's going to be super duper awesome. So yep. you guys are going to love it. You'll have access for the month. You'll have, we'll have access to the training. So if like that specific time doesn't suit you, um, then the, the recording will be available. The other thing that you get is some Q&A sessions with our amazing um, tribe members and us. And they're always super awesome as well. So you can bring all your stuff to that. But we are so pumped so so pumped and of course yeah. as always back we're like oh this this will only be 10 15 minutes this podcast won't it and 34 minutes later here we go but thank you so much guys for jumping on especially those of you that attended expo over the weekend we are so so super grateful um, for yeah. all your support coming along and yeah as always thanks for listening guys thanks guys